Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, and the Top Rope Report. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Sorry, we might be running a little bit behind schedule. It's 5 o'clock. That's exactly the time we're supposed to start. We had to rush, back. To we had to rush back here. We just got back from a meet-and-greet autograph session and a great interview with WWE Hall of Famer Larry Zabisco. So yes, it was a great, great opportunity to meet a legend, uh, WWE Hall of Famer. My actual second um, WWE superstar that I've ever met, first actually being Art Baker. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a privilege and an honor. Yes, I'd like to thank Johnny K, our sponsor from MJ Video Games and Collectibles, and now First Base Sports on 38. Center Street in Wallingford, and Dave Mooch, two great guys who were able to uh, get the interview with us, so I want to thank them. Oh, and the voice you heard in the background, for you people who don't know, have been living under a rock for a couple of months, and you should be now, you should be listening every week, that's the voice of my co-host sitting alongside of me, my, my best friend, my tag team partner, the Nugs and Greg. Greg? We got tonight's Elimination Chamber. Yeah, but before we get to that, the, the Nugster has a little little... Um, announcement he wants to make. Um, we often celebrate special occasions on our show, and there was no more special occasion than this past Thursday when Mr. Trivia finally became old enough to legally drink. Oh. Um, so, Mr. Trivia, I want to wish you a happy 21st birthday. Thursday night, sir. You're welcome. You're time off at 21 again on speedometer. But, uh, yeah, it was Mr. Trivia's uh, 54th birthday. Um, so, it was, so it was your 30, what, your 32nd, 21st birthday. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, Greg, we got my favorite one tonight, the Elimination Chamber. Uh, yes, yes, Elimination Chamber. Kind of snuck up on it. They, they took it out of, the, out of play and put gasoline in it. Um, yeah, the originally air. this wasn't supposed to be on, right? No, no, not a, and it's it's not even listed as a pay per view. It's a special show that they're doing out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, you know, great for these people. They're buying tickets for a regular WWE live event that they had a lot of times. You know, in and around the area where they're going to have Monday Night Raw, which tomorrow's in San Antonio. So, all of a sudden, they now have an Elimination Chamber match, you know, you know, card of pay-per-view caliber. I know. I'm pretty lucky for those fans to get a chance to see that. That's always been my favorite when it was a pay-per-view, you know, it was an Eric Bischoff creation. But uh, before we get into some of the matches, Greg, uh, I understand uh, 
the uh, Intercontinental Championship match, you have a little different twist with the injury to Rusev. Yeah, I um, while we were actually at the autograph signing, um, awaiting Larry Zbysko to arrive at the signing, they, they hit some troubling weather and got delayed. I, I guess there was a, a point in the road where there was a, a dip in there. Somebody actually lost the back bumper of their car, so they had to drive through some torrential rain to get to the autograph signing. I went on my phone and speculation was that Rusev was not going to be um, at the show at all due to the fact that he has, uh, I believe, an ankle injury. Um, he was as as early, as late as in the week as yesterday, um, still in a wheelchair with a boot on his, I believe it's his right leg. They have actually replaced him in live shows over you know, the next several weekends with Kevin Owens, so he, he's you know being taken off the road. Uh, but I did hear, uh, you know, just looking on things online, trying to get some information that he will be at the show tonight in some capacity. More than likely, not to actually wrestle in the ring, but he he should be there in, in some capacity. So. Uh, and we are here at the stormy offices of the Top Rope Report. So if you hear some rumblings and everything else, that's not our wife's fighting with us. That's right. just the, uh, the weather. So, now, the question is, is who do you think, I, I'll still say if he's not in the chamber, who do you think they replace him with? Hmm. Good question. Um, well, it's not going to be Rowan and Harper because they're in a tag team match. No, they're not. I thought they were in a tag team match with... Oh, no, okay. I thought they were in a tag team match with uh, Frickin' Fractor. Oh, no. I, I mean, did you hear any speculation on who might be in it? Or? The only name that I've heard is Bray Wyatt. Okay. Um, potentially replacing him. He's not scheduled to be in any matches or anything. Um, Ryback is also in, in the chamber, so that could be you know, a nice way to put down... Uh, I. Uh, another possibility that I heard is they may just um, put Stardust in it. Um, but everywhere else, that was just on one random right. website. The other few that I always go to, um, several different people's opinions would be that it would be um, Bray Wyatt. Now, who would you like to see replace? Um... Well, there's really not too many names I can think of. Um, I would, well, you see, this could go either way. It could be a good guy, could be a bad guy. Right. Um, I would like to see... Um, oh, my God, what's that guy's name from uh, NXT? Not Neville, not uh, Sami Zayn, the other guy there. Kevin Owens? No. Um, real big guy. Finn, what's Finn, Finn, Finn Baylor. Finn, Finn Baylor. I'd love to see Finn Baylor. Well, that would be interesting, making his debut for a shot at the title. It's not, it's not that it's ever been done, but, yeah, that's... I would love for Daniel Bryan to go on mid-TV and say that he's replacing Rusev in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, but unfortunately, yes. we know that one. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I know it won't happen. Yeah. But I think it would be very interesting... Um, there's two very big names in WWE right now that have no involvement 
in this show at all. One, I will have my opinion on later on in a, in a match. The other is Randy Orton. I would like him, you know, whether he wins or whether he doesn't, I don't think they would give him the IC belt. I think they could very well do that. I think a Randy orton Sheamus match, you know, feud would be very good. I'd like him to see put Randy Orton instead of Rusev. Excellent pick. I also uh, just, it just hit me when you said two people, Roman Reigns. That's the other person, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think he's still a little closer to the championship right. belt scene. Uh, not that Orton's forgotten about it or been yelled up, but I, I just, you know, he kind of sealed, I think, kind of ended that with, with the whole Rollins thing turned to Ambrose. Right. Um, and especially with the now advertised return of Brock Lesnar in was, the near future. I was just thinking, I was just um, going to mention that. That's where I think, you know, Roman Reigns still gets involved some way, somehow, and, you know, I'll, I'll explain exactly what I'd like and whether it happens or not. Right. Because yeah. Brock Lesnar is scheduled, to, I mean, they have him penciled in for a June 22nd edition of Monday Night Raw. And then three other shows, two and I believe two more in July, and then one in August leading up to SummerSlam. Um, I'll give my early teaser on Money in the Ladder. Um, money in the ladder. Money in the briefcase. Sorry. Money in the bank ladder. Yes, man. that's it. Wow, I'm just sorry. I'm still oh, it really, really obviously. I'm still in awe over meeting Larry Zbyszko and, and just some of the stories that he was telling. Just I'm still kind of back in memory lane. We literally left there 20 minutes ago to yep. come here to do the show. Exactly. So I'm still in you know cloud 18 because I'm not. I'm, I'm like twice the size of cloud nine. Yep. What would you feel about Brock Lesnar being the Money in the Bank briefcase holder and just tormenting whoever has the belt from here until WrestleMania? That would be cool. I, I that's that what I would love to see. I would love to see. No matter what his camp was, he'd be around. Exactly. He'd hear his music and he wouldn't come out. He'd come out and he, you know what I mean, and just torment them the life out of whoever has the belt and then whoever is the champion, you know, at WrestleMania, he gets the challenge because he has the briefcase. Um, so that, that's my teaser that for so money cool. the, you know. Well, we can get into our predictions. I understand Mike Tavaro phoned you in. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mike um, has been uh, feeling a little bit under the weather the last week, so we'd like to send out some get well wishes to Mike Ferraro and his show Mike Ferraro Speaks. You want to check that out on 1640 PWPR along with the Ken Reedy Show, King Firehawk. A couple of new ones have just joined up, Greg. Uh, one, I think it's One Ring uh, Wrestling. I really can't, uh, I really don't pay too much attention to the other shows. Uh, I've heard of a couple of them and. uh, but, you know, like I said, there's us, there's the Ken Reedy Show, there's Mike Ferrara Speaks, there's uh, King Firehawk. Uh, it's all on PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, 1640, on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio. You might want to check them out. The, they are the finest in pro wrestling talk. We are one big happy family. So I think Greg's got the information as to some of the new shows. Um, what was Mike Frost speaks, Ken Reedy show, 
uh, One Fall Wrestling Radio. Um, it does, doesn't list us yet. Damn it. Uh, Anyways, no. we'll, we'll get back to that at another date. Yeah, another date in time. It's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you always have, you have those family reunions where, you know, you get there and you find out that somebody that you didn't even know is a relative of yours until you actually meet them. Like it's the one, kind of like this is. Like the one you met today. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, I didn't know she was my cousin until they called the adults. Right. We just know we're all family, and I, I guarantee some of our uh, some of the members of the family don't know us either. Right. Maybe but someday we could all get together. Yep. Um, so let's let's get to the matches. Um, now these are in no particular order, um, except for the last match we will discuss will be the uh, Rollins Ambrose match. We'll, we'll definitely see that the WWE Heavyweight Championship match for last. Um, well, let's start out with the the tag team uh, chamber match. Let's start out. You know, there's six teams in it. Yep. They're going to have Four teams come out and go in the pods, and then the last two teams will be in the ring. Um, it's what they call a Texas Tornado, or it's just Tornado style, where all four competitors, both teams for the, the match, right. are wrestling at the same time. Uh, but if one member of a tag team gets pinned, both tag team members are out. That's officially the way it is, and then every what is it, minute and a half, Three minutes, I think it's something like that. A pod will open, another tag team will come out. So the six teams that are in this are the New Day, um, the team of Kid Sorrow, the Primetime Players, Los Matadores, the Ascension, and the Lucha Dragons. Mike Ferrara chose the Ascension to come out on top as the new tag team champion. Interesting pick. Um, how do you want to do this? I'll flip a coin. He goes first. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, go. We'll alternate. I'll go first. You go first. I'll go first. You go uh, first. Um, well, I know on the way to the Zabisco sign today, I was trying to lean in towards the primetime players because they've been seen on certain parts of WWE, million, you know, million dollar, million dollar, million dollar. They've been... Uh, you know, they've been getting them out there. Their faces have been getting out there. Their names have been getting out there. But now I think about it, maybe it's not just the right time to make them tag team champions just yet. So I'm going to say the New Day retains. Okay. Now, I, I'm going to take a little different spin on my predictions. I, I'm going to say me and some of them. Because some of them, I, I'd say who I'd like to see win and then who I think right. I'm going to agree with you that I think that they're building up the New Day just enough. I think they could possibly lose momentum if they took the belt off them right now. I think they need to have the title for a little bit longer to be more hated. So I'm, my official prediction is also the New Day. But I would, I would like to see them um, give the primetime players the belts. I think they, they paid their dues. They've been around for a little while. Um, I don't think they got a fair shot before they each went on their own separate way and started doing singles. I think I think it would be a nice um, thing to give them. Right. Um, the next match we'll go to is Neville Bo Dallas. Um, Mike Ferrara picked Neville to win this match. Um, since 
four days ago when I realized they actually added this match to the card. I've kind of gone back and forth. Well, yeah, they're doing this whole thing with Neville. They're, they're pushing Neville. He was in the IC title contention. He's, you know, in feuds, out of feuds, in feuds. Why would they put him against Bo Dallas in a show like this? It's going to garner a lot of viewers. Then I think back to a rumor that I heard how they were looking to start a campaign possibly with Bray Wyatt versus Bo Dallas. How do you elevate somebody? By having somebody go over on somebody popular. My official pick for this match is going to be Bo Dallas. Just for that reason of... To build up the momentum for him and for him. To build up momentum to take him somewhere. Right. For some of you brain surgeons out there who listen to our show and don't know Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt are brothers, but uh, we're not really going to use that. That is, I would consider that one of the out of left field picks because Bo Dallas is a pain in the ass. I really don't think he belongs on the show. I really don't think he's, I mean, you know, he's a tough competitor, but I think uh, the man that Gravity forgot is going to take this one, and um, my pick is Neville. Okay, well, that's good because now we have a match that we differed on yep. already. Um. Let's see, which one do we want to go with next? Um, well, you're going first on this one, so I'll let you decide which match you want to go to next. Okay, uh, let's go to... Tina Owens. All right. Like I said to you today on the way to the Zabisco signing, this match is not... For the United States champion. No, it's not. It's billed as champion versus champion, but no belts are on the line. Right. So there's nothing on the line. He really doesn't have anything to lose, but, you know, he has something to gain by putting over an NXT wrestler and, you know, making the NXT wrestler look good. And, you know, I really don't see John Cena winning this match. I mean, they bought, you know, like you had mentioned to me before, um, Kevin Owens signed a uh, contract for the main roster. Yes. yes. So I guess he's going to be around for a while. And I see, uh, I see this is a grueling match, a physical match. But uh, I think Kevin Owens is going to take John Cena tonight only because there's no title at stake. So okay. the title was at stake. We all know John Cena fights for the title to keep the title like nobody's business. Right. So, I mean, he's won... I quit matches, he's won cage matches, he's won Hell in a Cell matches. You know, he's won just about every every match possible defending the title. Title's not on the line. He really doesn't have anything to lose. I see him uh, putting Kevin Owens over. Okay, well, Mike Ferrara also picked Owens for this match. Um, I guess we're going to head-to-head in another match. I am predicting... um, Cena to, to be awarded the victory in the match. And he's going to beat Owens now. I see the match where, you know, John Cena's got and never give up. Never give up. Owens throws everything at him with the kitchen sink and gets numerous, numerous, numerous.
Hello, everyone. I apologize. That, we got uh, cut off there. and uh, Yeah, a little power. We kept it. We had some storms coming through, and a little flash of lightning caused some power to blink here, which automatically disconnected our, our phone, so we apologize. But nevertheless, we're back on. So yes, we, are. we were talking about the uh, upcoming Elimination Chamber match. And, uh, and just in case you, you didn't get it, the official prediction for the Owen Cena match um, Mr. Trivia and Mike Ferrara both have KO Kevin Owens. I've chosen Cena to win via disqualification. The next match we'll go to because I know you love talking about the Divas. So I'll go first to give you all the ample time you need to talk about. All right, good. Um, it's Nikki Bella versus Paige versus Naomi. Um, uh, uh, this is. It's an interesting match to me because they've kind of made Nikki Bella a heel, and now all of a sudden, because Naomi beat the snot out of Paige, Nikki and Brie have turned kind of face, but not really full face, but not really full heel. Um, I definitely think. Nikki Bella's time has champ as champ has come and gone. I don't think that she will be the champion after this match. Now, which way do they go? Do they go with Paige? Do they go with Naomi? Well, first of all, Mike Ferrara for this match picked Naomi to win this match. I, I'm still. I, I've been going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I, I, if Brie Bell is my favorite diva, Paige is my second favorite. So I've got to pick with my mind, not my eyes and my heart. I don't think that you give the push to Naomi with the quote-unquote bodyguard of Tamina without rewarding her. So I'm also going to agree with Mike Ferrara and say that, now, triple threat matches, Craig McMullen, pretty much no disqualification. Right. So, I see Tamina playing a part in this match one way, shape, or form, um, and I'm actually officially picking Naomi for this match. Um, I tend to agree with you. I mean, you had said, you hit the nail right on the head when I was just getting ready to say, you know, I can't see Naomi... You know, losing this match because, you know, it'd be like, well, we went through all the trouble to make her heel and, you know, bring back Tamina Snuka. And... No, the only thing that makes me think they may keep the belt on Nikki is just over a month from now, Total, Total Divas does their summer season premiere. is in July. Right. So a small part of me thinks they may keep her as title just to help with that. But you know what? Paige and Naomi are on Total Divas also. Naomi is going to be on again this year. So, you know. Yep, I understand exactly what you're saying. But I'm I'm going with Naomi. Okay. So that leaves us with, in my eyes, the two big fights of the night. Um, the first one is the IC Chamber match. Um. The six competitors, as listed, are King Barrett, Sheamus, Ryback, Ziggler, R-Truth, 
and Rusev is still listed as a competitor. But we, as we said, we do. We, I've, I've seen, you know, online that he will be at the show in some way, shape, or form, not knowing what capacity. But first question is, maybe we make this a two-way prediction. Who do we think is replacing Rusev as a bonus? And then who do we think wins? Now, it's not fair to Mike Ferrara, but just for our own little... Right. You know, going back and forth. Uh, Mike Ferrara picks Sheamus. Okay. Um, Mike, I have to say that's a great pick on your part. Uh, I heard through the grapevine a couple of weeks ago that uh, Sheamus has been walking around and, you know, WWE offices and the arenas, and they've been um, – Noticing and notifying, I can't say notifying, um, acknowledging Sheamus as the Intercontinental Champion. Um, do I want to see Sheamus win? No, I'd like to see Ziggler get it back. But I think, it, you know, Sheamus has been gone for a while. I mean, even though he does have a role in an upcoming Ninja Turtle 2 movie, which they've already started filming. Right. So he I hasn't missed a lot of time, so. Right. So I see Sheamus winning and becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. Who would I like to see in this match replacing Rusev? Roman Reigns. Okay. Well, I've already spilled the beans on as who I would like to see, and I would like to see Randy Orton right. um, replace Rusev. Um, I think it's going to be Bray Wyatt as advertised, but this, I've seen several different places that Bray Wyatt is going to be the replacement in that match, you know, in the match for Rusev if he doesn't wrestle. But I was thinking all along, you know, that this card is, you know, pretty much each match to me had the quote-unquote obvious winner for most of the matches. Um, I even saw something online earlier um, where, you know, with the betting, they get betting odds. Um, the only match that didn't have a clear-cut favorite was the Divas triple threat match. So they were all pretty much even. Right. Sheamus was listed as the overwhelming favorite to be the champion in this match. Um, strangely enough, our truth was listed at 5,000 to 1 odds. So if you want to take a chance and put 10 bucks down on our truth and he walks out the champion, you are $50,000 rich. Well, we've already got the people in the office calling in the best for us, so. But at the signing today, I heard somebody speak a name of a possible winner in this IC title match. And I'm going to now change my thought of the obvious to Sheamus and come out of left field a little bit um, and officially predict Ziggler as winning this with Lana in his corner um, setting up an obvious Ziggler-Rusev feud for the IC belt when Rusev, you know, gets back from his injury. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. That's a very good possibility that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that leaves two more predictions. But first, we'll talk about the last match. Um, whether it's the last match on the pay-per-view or not, I'm not sure. It's our last match. But it's our last match that we'll talk about. And that's Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Um, Mike Ferrara has chosen Seth Rollins to be the winner. 
I don't think there's any chance that Ambrose walks out of this match the chip. Now, why doesn't he walk out the champion? I'm going to allude back to a prediction that I made at the last pay-per-view that you would see some form of um, reuniting of the shield. And this is why I said earlier that that you know that that competitor that the two big names that aren't in the show, I think one of them will be involved in the show, and that being Roman Reigns. I think my out of the batting practice up in left field, up three fields away in the spring training facility, is that once again I'm going to predict that Roman Reigns does interfere with the match. And you do see a reunion of the Shield with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, with Roman Reigns becoming the new muscle of the Authority. I swear to God, you got that telepathy. What's that called? ESPN. But what I, I I was thinking similar to that. Here's here's my take take on it. And you know we know we, we believe that uh, WWE Stanford has been listening to us because they've taken you know, some of our suggestions to heart. But um, I was thinking, you know, rumor had it a couple weeks ago that somewhere down the line we were going to see Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Yeah, I've, I've read that in a couple different places, too. Now, you were talking momentarily about a reuniting of the Shield. I would love to see a reuniting of the Shield to battle the authority. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose versus Triple H. Um... Kane and the Big Slow. And, I mean, I they already do that, though? Yeah, well, they did that when the Shield was big and... Right, but now that, you know, they're doing the You Sold Out chance and, you know, Roman Reigns, they don't get along. You know, supposedly, um, Seth Rollins is the golden boy of the authority, the... The face of the company. Why not turn around? Why not turn your back on the on the people that call you the face of the company? Okay. Get back with the people that you broke up with to battle the authority. That's what I'd love to see happen. I agree with you. No way in hell Dean Ambrose wins this match. I see Seth Rollins uh, pretty easily. Okay. Now I think it's it is important. I think. Well, now I'm going to contradict myself, but I don't want J&J Security and Kane being involved in this match at all. I see if if that happens, I don't see Roman Reigns aligning with them. Um, I see Roman Reigns coming down, maybe taking up J&J Security and then taking out Kane, but that's all part of the ruse. He then, once again, screw jobs over Ambrose and whatnot. So the last thing that I always predict when we're talking about any you know, pay-per-view or any show is what we think the first match of the show is going to be. First match, Mike Ferrara thinks it's going to be Neville versus Bo Dallas. Mr. Mm-hmm. Trivia, it is your turn to go first. My first match, I believe, would be... You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think my first match is going to be the... Tag team elimination. 
Okay. Start off with a, a chamber title match. Build from there. Okay. I don't know how difficult or how much trouble it's going to be for them to lower the chamber, raise the chamber, lower chamber, and raise the chamber. So I kind of got a feeling that we might see the chamber matches back-to-back. So I don't don't know if they're going to be, but maybe not. My first thought was going to be the IC chamber match just because you want to start the show off with a bang. So in thinking that, I am now going to officially make my prediction as John Cena versus Kevin Owens. It's not a title match, but everybody loves to hate John Cena, and Kevin Owens is on fire right now. Right. So I'm, that's my official first prediction of the first match. Um, the other thing about the, the show that we didn't really talk about was a little bit about the pre-show. Um, it's an hour-long, they're having an hour-long pre-show, and the only thing that they're featuring on the pre-show is a Miz TV, TV segment um, where his guest will be Daniel Bryan. That's where I can get my chips and dip. Right. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell the uh, the wrestling fans out there at 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, Mr. Trivian now has the WWE Network. So I can now watch my paper yes. for... yes. Nine, yes. Ninety. Yes. Nine. Yes. So I'm looking forward to watching the Elimination Chamber tonight on my very own um, WWE Network. A lot of times I'll come over and, uh, you know, Greg and I will do the show and then we'll watch the pay-per-view. And, you know, sometimes I have a tendency to miss a match or two. But um, what, what do you think is the reasoning for... Daniel Bryan being on Miz TV. I've read and I've heard nothing about what he's going to be talking about. Obviously, he'll be addressing his injury. Right. Maybe it's finally. Maybe he'll finally disclose as to what his injury is and what's been troubling him. Do you think it could be a farewell speech? No. I think Daniel Bryan, well, Daniel Bryan is going to be, he'll probably come out and mention how he's going to be involved in Tough Enough. I believe, okay. I believe he's going to be one of the trainers. Yes. Along with Lita, Hulk Hogan, a few others. Uh, so that could be part of uh, why he's out there. The second part of the thing could be, you know, like you said, you know, his medical condition could let people know what's going on. Because really nobody knows the timeline for him to return. Will he return? If he returns, will he be the Daniel Bryan of old. I don't think so. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what he has to say on Miz TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, I don't think it's any secret to anybody by now. If you listen to the show, he's my guy. Right. I love Daniel Bryan. Now, if Daniel Bryan is not able to come back, um, or even if he does come back and he's not able to come back at the level that he left um, last year, not even this year. Do you think they have a wrestler on the roster now or maybe somebody else out there that could possibly be elevated 
to that level. Yeah, Owen. You really think so? Yeah. But we also hasten to mention uh, today on the show that Samoa Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but I see Owens, you know, he's been in the business, well, he claims he's been in the business a long time. I've never heard of him. I right. mean, he could have been independent, which we'll, right. Get, right. which we'll get into an independent story uh, in just a minute. But uh, I see, uh, I, I think, you know, they want, you know, Kevin Owens coming up from NXT, and I think they might elevate him to that next level. I mean, he's not a high flyer like but Daniel Bryan. Are the fans going to get behind oh, him? Oh, no, he, he's the new heel. That's what I'm talking he's about. The new nasty heel. That middle, every, I, there's never in my, and this is going to be a very, very bold statement. I got chills last year after watching WrestleMania when Daniel Bryan won, and the entire, we're not talking about half of the people, you know, cheering. We're talking the entire audience with the yes movement. I had chills. I haven't had chills about professional wrestling in a long, long time. Who, if anybody, can possibly elevate to take that slot? Well, one one wrestler that's pretty uh, pretty well over with the crowd right now is Neville. Neville, okay. Um, he's pretty over. Dolph Ziggler's pretty uh, mm-hmm. pretty over with the people. And now I'm gonna throw out a name that I don't know. I mean, I know you know who he is. I don't know how much you know about it. Um, I, I do see quite a bit of in-ring talent from watching him. I don't know if he could become that next, you know, great thing in the WWE. I think if it's done right, he can. And that's AJ Styles. I know WWE recently, I've read, I shouldn't say no, have read that they have had some interest in him recently. Um, I did read that. Samoa Joe had a little something to do with that, kind of confirming, you know, his in-ring and out-of-ring, you know, not having as much of an attitude as right. portrayed and not being the sort of snobby asshole that, that he may have been portrayed as. But I think if you brought him in and built it up properly, he can be over huge with the fans. Yep, I I agree with you, but that's always been... The WWE's problem is the build-up. I've been saying that I've been in, in the wrestling business. I've been following wrestling for 30-some-odd years. And I still say the WWE slash WWF, or however you want to call it, missed the boat on Lex Luger. If they promoted Lex Luger properly, then I believe there would have been nobody in the WWE that could have beat him. I disagree. I don't think Lex Luger was much of anything other than just a physical specimen. He had no in-ring ability. I mean, John Cena has ten times the in-ring ability than Lex Luger did. All he was was a big, strong man that body slammed people. And that's what the WWE and Vince McMahon look for. Look at all the champions they've had in the past couple of years. Okay, Seth Rollins? No. CM Punk? 
No. John Cena, okay. Those are your those are your most recent Daniel Bryan. Those are your most recent champions. Oh, forget Brock Lesnar. Right. But Brock Lesnar is an incredible athlete. Yeah, he just throws people around, but he can wrestle. He can get on that bat and out wrestle you if he had to. But he doesn't have to because he's such a beast right. and can throw you around like a paper ball. Yeah, he is the only he is the only wrestler in WWE to be uh, NBA champion, UFC champion, and WWE champion. So that's right. And, and, but, but like I said, the other champion, I mean, Seth Rollins now, Daniel Bryan before him, before him, CM Punk. You know, they they had, you know, they weren't all muscle bound. You know, right, but back in the day, the WWE went with the muscle-bound guys. Now they're going with, I understand your, your point, I see, and I agree with you a thousand percent. They're going with the, the fan favorite type. They're going with the talented type, mm-hmm. where if you put Daniel Bryan in the ring right now, well, not right now if he's hurt, but when Daniel Bryan was WWE champion, if you put Daniel Bryan in the ring, with Hulk Hogan, I don't think Hulk Hogan will last 10 minutes. Really? Because Hulk Hogan is not a wrestler. Hulk Hogan is a fighter. Hulk Hogan is a showman. Hulk Hogan is a brawler. A wrestler will beat a fighter. Dan- Daniel Bryan will beat wrestlers the, the, the length and the size of Hogan because unless you're a phenomenal super specimen like Brock Lesnar, right. who is strong, who is talented, who is an athlete, you know, but you've got that to look at as if, you know, WWE has used a lot of the young, talented wrestlers who have been over with the crowd. You know, back in the day, Vince McMahon, that's why I've always said Vince McMahon made John Cena a 15-time champion because John Cena put asses in the seats and money in his pocket. Right. Do we see John Cena becoming WWE champion again for the 16th time eventually and then tying Ric Flair's record, I see it happening. So do I. Would I like it to happen? No. Who would he beat to get that 16th championship? Probably the man he's had the most problem with. Right. Brock Lesnar. Right. And that's how I look at it. Right. But two two subjects I want to get to... uh, you know, we've got 17 minutes left for the oh, show. Why? Maybe no, maybe 20. Okay. We'll do an hour, hour. Okay, there's a couple of things I want to ask your opinion. Okay, no problem. We'll just keep going until around uh, 5.30. One. 6.30 or so. One. Um, did you see Stevie Ray? No. Sign a legend deal with the WWE. Oh, okay. Um, where that takes him, not really sure. I mean, I know that opens the door for him to read out with Booker T in some way. Maybe do they get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in a year or two? Um, the Harlem Heat, yep. you know. Uh, I'm not really sure where that came out of. I hadn't heard anything about him lately at all, but he recently, you know, with the help of his brother, um, Booker T got, you know, signed to WWE Legends. Yep. Any thoughts? Uh, you know, as far as I agree with you, I mean, a well-deserved uh, nomination for the Hall of Fame would be in the works, a great tag team. 
you know, Booker T, the five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion. His brother, Stevie Ray, has been out of the business for a long time, but was one of the backbones to Harlem Heat. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, I see that happening. You know, Legend's contract is pretty big. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, something will happen where maybe we'll see him a couple times on TV and, you know, maybe a couple of guest appearances at, at the announcer's table. You never know. The sky's the limit now for Stevie uh, Ray now that he signed the Legends deal. Right. Um, Kurt Angle, your opinion? On the Oh, Kurt Angle? Oh, by far, definitely. Will he get into WWE? No. Hall of Fame at any time? No. You can't burn bridges behind you with Vince McMahon. Yeah, you can. Well, look how long it took him to do the Warriors. Exactly, exactly, but it can be done. Oh, it can be done, yeah. I mean, do I see it happening in the next three, four years? No. Do I see it happening in the next five to six years? Yeah. Okay. Because he's definitely a bona fide, well-deserved Hall of Famer. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I also, I also uh, want to get your quick opinion on ROH joining Destination America. That's kind of what I was leading into. Um, we talked about you know the fact that there's rumors circulating that Destination America is canceling um, Tina Impact um, to the point as where Austin Aries, um, maybe himself, is starting to believe the rumors. Uh, his contract, I believe I read, is up in about three months. And he's not sure if he's going to resign with TNA to anything more than a show-by-show deal with the uncertainty. And he's he's not TNA's John Cena. Right. But he's TNA's Randy Orton. Yeah, he's a man. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a star. You know, he is a star. He's not the man of the show, but... He's pretty high up on the pedestal there. He's the guy people will pay tickets to see. Yes. What? The only thing I could think that Destination America may be doing is, in all honesty, trying to help TNA. They're putting them on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. TNA goes on at 9 o'clock. So it's a show, an hour-long wrestling show to lead in to TNA Impact. People will look at it and say, wow, I saw that on our way. That's a pretty good show. Let's check out TNA. Trying the viewers. And I think if TNA blocks still and doesn't improve, improve their ratings, then I would see Destination America exercising their um, outclass they have in September. Right. So I could see them giving them, hey, you know what? We're giving you. Because ROH, I haven't seen. seen I've never mm-hmm. about it. But. There's a lot of excitement out there about ROH. Nope, because I know some of the guys. We've seen some of them. You know, right. uh, Matt Tavin, Mike Bennett. There's a guy right. tag team champions. Mike Bennett recently married uh, former WWE diva Maria. Yes. You know, they're, they're in, uh, in ROH. Uh, Roderick Strong. I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple years back. And, um, yeah, so it should be interesting to see where Destination America is going to go. And uh, will they favor one show over another? That's something that's uh, going to be looked upon pretty closely. Right, and if ROH outdraws, oh, excuse me, sorry about that, TNA, do they 
put them in, in their two-hour slot and try to go from there. And do we see live shows from ROH? Do we see pay-per-views from right. ROH? And then where does Global Force Wrestling fall into all this? I think Global Force Wrestling should spend all their time down south. You know, Jeff Jarrett. Wow, pretty bad storm. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, good old JR. You know, a lot of guys from the Mid-South area that made their name down south. You know, keep them down. You want to go as far as New York, New Jersey, you know, places like that to, to get your name. I think they should go all over the place to get their name out. Right. Because that's how you get build, That's how you get to build yourself a name is to go all the way to uh, East Jabrew somewhere where you're – well, look at ECW. They start off in a bingo hall. Yeah, yeah. You know, Paul Heyman's mother's basement. Yep. To become one of the biggest wrestling organizations around until Mr. Campbell came out. Right. But uh, but I think that's what they should do. I think they should just take their stuff. You know, here's our brand. Run with it. You know, you take this place to Texas. You take this show to Miami. You take this show to East Bumblefuck, Missouri. Right. And you know, see how the how the ratings are and see how the, the sales are, shows are. Okay. And um, well, I, I mean, they do have, you know, I mean, they've signed, you know, Shelton Benjamin, um, uh, what's his name, Brody's Clay, no, not Brody's Clay, um, wow, Murdoch, wow, name just totally jumped out of my head, um, the guy from, uh, Luke Gallows, yeah, well, Luke Gallows, I mean, they do have some names, um, for their, for the organization and some, I guess, kind of popular independents from down south. Um, you know, a couple people that have been on TNA, some former WWE people, you know, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan is going to be involved in some way, um, Jim Cornette. So, I mean, they, they do have some names to, to help. So, you know, I mean, I do wish them the best of luck. I, I know they have a TV deal. I'm not sure exactly what station it's on, but... You know, maybe when they do start doing their shows, they actually are, you know, like I said before, they're, they're going to be doing a couple of shows during um, after minor league baseball games. And I think the first one that they're doing, Jeff Jarrett is actually going to be singing the national anthem before that minor league baseball game. So okay. he gets to plug his shitty-ass singing career. Yeah. It's a tribute the floor is yours. One thing I want to mention to the wrestling public out there, the PWR, PWPR podcast, viewing group, is next Sunday at our regular time of 2 p.m., we're going to have two phone calls from him. Uh, a lot of you wrestling fans probably heard, a lot of you wrestling fans probably didn't hear, but a good friend of Mr. Trivia is a good friend of the independent wrestling world, owner, promoter of RPW, Revival Pro Wrestling, formerly known as um, New England Frontier Wrestling, Eric Newton passed away this week at the age of 36. Uh, and next week we are going to have on our show as a special guest a member of Defiant Incorporate, Mr. Jimmy Meese, who was very close to Eric Newton, and another gentleman who was instrumental with Eric in um, you know doing a lot of stuff with RPW and, you know, getting some wrestlers. He gets a lot of the wrestlers. He gets a lot of the wrestlers for us. 
our sponsor, John Kelleher. Um, next week, you folks want to check that out. And uh, and uh, next week, we will um, do a little special tribute to Eric Newton. We will have a moment of silence, where during the moment of silence, we will toll the bell ten times. In my opinion, that's the highest respect you can give any wrestler or boxer is tolling the bell ten times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any time, I've never never had the privilege of meeting him, but any time that somebody that is well-respected from the wrestling world, um, their lives get cut short, you know, shockingly, it's definitely, uh, you know, a hit below the belt yep. um, to the wrestling world itself. Uh, so it definitely, you know, you know, it's you know, saddened when I, when I heard the news. Wow, that made my heart skip a beat. Thump, thump, thump. I might have to take my shorts on that one. Whoa, sorry, folks. That was a lot of crash thumbs there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, you know, it saddens me that, you know, you know, my friend, my best friend, and, and you know, host of the show, um, you know, was saddened with the loss. So, uh, you know. True. Express my sympathies Thank you know, you. to you. You know, between Eric and Ash Baker, two good friends in this attributes, two good friends of the Top Rope Report, very supportive. Uh, both of them work for the show. He will be missed. Rest in peace, Eric, and we will do a little special segment on that tomorrow. Our next, uh, next Sunday. Right. Right. But, uh, getting, off, getting off the subject of that for a little minute and getting back to the autograph signing, uh, June 13th, Saturday, June 13th, at a start time of 2 p.m., M&J Video Games and Collectibles at 4, 1049 Queen Street, Southampton, Connecticut. We'll have another autograph session where with former WWE champion and another WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Bob Backlund. So uh, anybody in the uh, area, come on down. You know, check it out. The W Dop Rope Report will be there. Uh, Greg, sir, uh, sir, hopefully you'll be able to make it. If not, I understand you do have prior commitments with your job. Yeah, and, uh, Saturday is just really one of those days that's, you know, tough for me to not go to work. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, I'm a crucial member of the of the weekend team, so getting a Saturday off is, you know. That's why I was pretty excited when John had the signing today. Right. Because it was our first time together as the top rope report you know, being in a place where we did it, where we interviewed Johnny K about M&J video games and collectibles, about first base, right? you know, where they're going, and we were able to do it as a team. And then we did the interview with Larry Zabisco, which was a huge honor for me to talk to the Hall of Famer. I mean, I've had, I've had the who's who of wrestlers on the top rope report. I've had the masterpiece Chris Masters. I've had Gangrel. I've had Vader. Uh, the list goes on and on, and Larry Zabisco was just added to that list, and hopefully there'll be yes. Yes. many, many more. <coughs> but he was a pretty funny guy. Oh, that's real funny. For you fans funny. who don't know, uh, originally he bought, a, he bought a house some years back in Cheshire, you know, told us, uh, uh, we, we go, he didn't tell us the name, so I guess we can let people know. He's, well, I, he did the shush-shush thing, so... Yeah, so, uh, you know, he, he was pretty... Uh, he was doing pretty good for himself. Yeah, he... he, you know, he was telling stories and everything, <laughs> and, uh, 
referencing back to a Bob Backlund, um, I indirectly met Bob Backlund um, back in, I believe it was 1999 or 2000. I was managing for, for a restaurant, and he was very, very involved with Glastonbury, um, Connecticut Wrestling. And there was a tournament that the high schoolers were at, and they did pretty well at it in the state tournament. So him and some of the coaches came over, and they brought all the kids into room, into this. In, I'm not going to give them a free plug for this freaking place. Um, and dropped them off there because they were going up to a very, very popular bar that was in the same parking lot. Kind of told us, you know, hey, let them get whatever they want, all the food they want. They, they you know, starve themselves for weeks to make way. Yep. So they're challenged. I'll be back to pay the bill personally. So about an hour and a half later, he came back and it quieted down a little bit in the in the restaurant. So me and one of the bartenders and a couple of the guys were big wrestling fans. We're talking to him. Um, and so Lou was kind of the wise-ass bartender. He's that bartender. If somebody comes up and says, hey, you know, he's already obviously a little inebriated and orders a drink, and this lady's like, um, yeah, it's, I forget what it's called. It's called, and he's like, oh, water with lemon. No, 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 that's not what I want. It's a really popular drink. You know, guys make it. No, yeah, water with lemon. You know, that's just how he was. He asked Bob back, and if those holds that you do to, to wrestlers are really you know, truly submission holds. Do they hurt? So he said, let me show you. So Lou came from up from behind the bar. Now, Lou is about six foot two, 225 pounds. You know, not a bodybuilder, but, you know, he's Solid always, guys. you know, yeah. football player type deal. You know, mid-20s at the time, maybe late-20s. Bob Backlund put him in, in the cross-face chicken wing. And Lou's head started to, like, literally turn blue. And he just held him in it for maybe 10 seconds. And I said, that's how you really put on the hold. But this is how you put this hold on in the WWE. Had him in the same hold, was screaming all the way Bob Backlund Cannon, flailing him around like a little rag doll. Mm -hmm. And after it was all done, they're like, Lou, you okay? He's like, yeah, that didn't hurt at all. The first time when he really put it on, he almost made me pass out in 10 seconds. So it, it was just great seeing him interact with just regular people like that. And, you know, that, that's that's a fond memory I have of right. that one. But he also showed you the ins and outs of right. how things go. And, you know, yeah, we do do these, and these are how the holds are done. These are how the holds are done properly. Right. You know, it's all that WWE always says, don't try this at home. Exactly. No. You know, Bob Backlund, definitely. I, I met him for the first time at Ox Baker's funeral. He was at the autograph signing. Yes. I went to see with Ted DiBiase. Shook his hand. We had a you know, brief conversation. But I'm looking forward to the 13th. And John said he's going to have Bob put me in the crossface chicken wing. So. Well, good. I hope you videotaped because I want to see it. <laughs> that, might, that might not be something that Trivia is looking forward to. But... Uh, we're definitely looking forward to seeing Bob Backlund on the 13th at M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Yes. Also, um, RPW will be having a show that night. Um, going to be the first show without Eric. Yeah. And uh, hopefully everything will go well. You know, like I said, our our heartfelt condolences go out to his wife, Beth, his sister, Jenna, and the rest of the family. But we will get into all that next week when we have a a little bit of a tribute to him. Like I said, 
Defiant Incorporated member Jimmy Mees, a good friend of Eric, will be uh, calling in with uh, some memories of Eric. You know, some, some funny Excellent. stories, and uh, definitely looking forward to hearing that. And then Johnny will call us up. And, uh, you know, I remember my very first RPW, well, back then it was NEFW, Northeast, uh, New England Frontier Wrestling. My very first time in NEFW, I contacted Eric and told him, look, you know, the top rope wants to come down. We want to catch a couple of interviews. He said, yeah, sure, no problem. Come on down. I said, you know, how much are the tickets? I want to make it. Don't worry about it. You come in. You tell them to get me, and I'll, and, and I'll get you in. So that worked out good. The very first interview, the top rope report ever. Back then, it was the top rope. Right. So but the very first interview the top rope ever did in NEFW at the Boys and Girls Club in Chicopee, Massachusetts, was a man in the independent circles known as Johnny Fabulous. Oh, okay. Which is John Cena Sr. I was very excited to do that interview because his son, WWE superstar. Then we also had a ringside interview with Ox Baker. Oh, okay. Which got pretty intense, pretty heated, pretty funny. Yeah. We also had an interview where I was brought into the ring by WWE Hall of Famer Coco Beware, which was a big honor for me. We also were allowed to do an interview with um, another WWE, NWA, WCW star, one Jerry Lynn. If you go to some of my pictures on Facebook, you'll see Mr. Trivia there in his suit with Hollywood J. Williams, who now is a host of the Squared Circle on Tuesday nights. And my other co-host, Bad News Bob. <clears throat> it was a great time. I mean, you know, Eric was more than 100%, no, I should say 1,000% cordial in allowing the Top Rope Report and Top Rope to come to his independent organization. He treated us with dignity and respect. We treated him with dignity and respect. We had a beautiful relationship, uh, professional as far as wrestler and, and show go and everything else. And like I said, he will be missed, but we will get into that next week on our tribute show. Yes. So, Greg, um, with the Elimination Chamber, you know, two hours away, pre-show an hour away, um, how are you thinking and how are you looking, if it's played up right, will this Elimination Chamber compare to other chambers? Do you think it will be different because it's not a pay-per-view? Um. And people, no, and people I think, are only paying nine nine. Well, no, it's free for the month of May. Right, and, and and I think it it was really done as a gimmick to get people um, suckers to sign up for the network. They got me. Not <laughs> cancel within that hour after the show is over, and then automatically roll into an actual membership. Right. I I know that they have originally. They they said you would be charged nine 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 a month with a minimum six month. Subscription, right now it's nine ninety nine a month. Cancel any time, so they may be looking to get an extra hundred thousand people to pay nine ninety nine for this show and hope that you know maybe half of them forget. So then that's ten bucks times fifty thousand people. That's a lot of money. Yep. Um, but I I do. Part of me in the back of my head thinks that it's going to be a very predictable show. Um, I mean, I've made my predictions on based on what I would like to see happen. I, I do think Seamus 
you know, is going to walk out the champion. I, I, you know, Gene Owens, I'm still 50 50 about. But Rollins will retain. I think the New Day will retain. I don't think there's going to be anything shocking about right. this pay per view. Um, unless Roman Reigns comes out and helps Rollins, and then all of a sudden you hear the Beast Incarnate's music come on, and he comes out and lays out both Rollins and Reigns. Well, I don't see that happening. No, I don't, but I mean, you know what I mean? Something like that. Or even just play his music and he doesn't come out. Right, something like that to, to, you know, a shocking moment. Yep. I just don't see any of that happening. So... I'm looking at a pay, you know, at a, at a, well, like you said, a pay-per-view show at being probably a C plus B minus at best. If it's better than that, then I'll be overjoyed. Yeah. So I uh, and uh, like I said, I've always been a big fan of the Elimination Chamber and uh, and now what now right around the corner, just two weeks from today, is the Monday night. You know, they're gonna start building up on that quick, quickly. Um, I mentioned to you, I, I don't know if I, I think maybe just me and you talking out on the show, that I would like them to put together some type of Divas briefcase match. Maybe not necessarily having to climb a ladder and they all get beaten up, but maybe not, not a stupid battle royal either. Um, something where, you know, show them, show their toughness. You know, throw them. Throw six of them in there, you know. Whoever walks out champion tonight, you throw the other two in. Um, maybe add Alicia Fox, Brie Bell, and Natalia. Um, some great for shits and giggles. Maybe go all, all aboard and throw, you know, um, Eva Marie and Layla in there or something. You get a lot of people in there. And then maybe it is, you know, a... Um, Briefcase on a pole match where the briefcase is hanging on a pole right. in the corner of the ring so that way they don't have to climb a, a ladder and beat you up the ladders, but they're all trying to get up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something to that effect. And then have a diva have a pink, you know, maybe a fluffy pink, you know, briefcase walk around and stuff like that. I think that could be interesting. But. Yeah, that would be, uh, but you see, you know, the WWE, I don't think the WWE really gives. The divas, you know, they're just due. I mean, there are some of the divas, not all of them, there's some of the divas that do have talent. Yeah. And some of them are just, you know, they're all there for eye candy, don't get me wrong. Well, I, I'm, well, I wouldn't say all of them. Yeah, there's not much eye candy about to me. Yeah, true. That's a big bitch, though. But uh, I, I like that idea, you know, maybe stay <laughs> and throw Emma in. I mean, just get a bunch of ten of them in there for all I can. Right. You know. <laughs> But uh, for some reason, he got the head buried under the pillow. Well, he's got a yeah. but, little dog uh, has a toy that he plays with. When he gets yeah. to that place, he can't get it. He just barks at it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that would be interesting. I'd also, well, I, I've always been an advocate of the WWE adding one more title. You know, you have the tag team championship. You have the world championship. You have the U.S. championship. And you have the Intercontinental Championship. Why not have an Intercontinental Tag Team Championship? 
You know, they say the Intercontinental, they tried the two tag team championship belts before, but it was the same, it was the same thing. It was the world tag team title. No, they, they at one point, I believe they had a raw tag team. Right, but it's still. Smackdown tag team. Right, two but it's not titles. like two different titles. It was, it was basically but the same championship. My point is, is, right now, they're, they're having a money in the bank, kind of, Jesus, wow, Elimination Chamber tag team match where they're putting six tag teams in there. Right. And two of them are the Ascension and Los Matadores that I'm pretty sure me and you can tag up and beat. Yeah. So to have two separate tag team entities, I don't know if they have enough competitors, and that would be like adding a secondary Divas title. Right. You know, there's not enough was going around to not want of having the same tag team matches over and over and over again. And, you know, I happen to be watching this program today, and you know the world title belt that Seth Rollins has right now? You know who designed that belt? Um, let me guess. Um, Hornswoggle. Orange County Choppers. Oh, okay. I happen to see a flip it to... The channels at the office at the top rope earlier this afternoon or before we went to the signing. And they had a picture of Paul Tuttle, owner of Orange County Choppers. And he's going over. He's got the championship belt. And they showed how they make it, how they got oh, the shape of it, cool. how they made the, the strap black. And they took you from point A to point B all the way to the finish. And I looked at it and I said, Shut the front door. That's the World Heavyweight yeah. Championship made by Orange County Choppers, and it was an amazing thing to see. Well, well Greg, we're getting close to the uh, end of another successful edition of the Top Rope Report. Yes. You know, like I said, I was very, very pleased to be able to join you at the Larry Zabisco signing. It was a big yeah, honor. For, again, a big shout-out to Johnny K. Dave Pooch. Um, for, you know, for, the, for those gentlemen setting us up. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that they'll be sending that you know interview over to us, so we, we can post it on Facebook for you, for you uh, fans of ours out there. I want to once again wish you a happy belated birthday, Mr. Trivia. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully, there's many, many, many more you know suns to rise and moons to set on your on your life. I hope so too. So on behalf of that, we'll end on that note. For the notes for Greg, this is Neil Usher's Mr. Trivia. For 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, this is the Top Rope Report saying we'll see you at the matches. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.